1: Hello and welcome to the White Witch Podcast with me, Carly. Hope you are all well, witches. Today's episode is all about Baba Yaga. We have, of course, had a previous episode where I read the story of Vasilisa and Baba Yaga, but today we will be looking at this crone witch and dark goddess as some also see her. Our book review today is Threadneedle, written by Carrie Thomas. This is a book I had on my wish list for a while, mainly because the book is just so beautiful. It's a big hardback book with a very beautiful design on the front. I really enjoyed this book. You could tell the author knew her onions when it came to the craft. It does give off a young adult book impression, to be honest, as the main protagonist, Anna, is a teen and the story centres around her home and school life. Yet this book is aimed at adults due to certain themes. I love that this book is set in London they referenced different parts of South London and it was nice for me to for example see Brixton High Street somewhere I spent many a night clubbing back in the day at the mass and fridge bar and trust me as a South London girl I've never seen Brixton as magical and mystical until reading this book much love for Brixton though as ever This does for London what Harry Potter does for many parts of the UK in terms of romanticising it. I love, love, love the library scene in this book where there is a secret underground occult section of the British Library. Can you imagine? Like who's to say that there isn't? That has seven different floors of floating witchy books. I also loved the witchy shop that they frequent, and also one of the magical gardens in the story. Anna, the main character, was okay. She wasn't the strongest protagonist. I happen to prefer a mysterious character in the story called Attis. It was easy to hate the main villain in the story, the aunt. I mean, like, really hate her. And a couple of scenes where Anna is experiencing, for example, being bound by her aunt, badly treated overall, made me really have to remind myself to breathe as I was so invested in the story. I absolutely would recommend this book, yet there were a couple of points I would raise. I loved most of the book, but it is a long one. I felt it could have been slightly condensed. Certain scenes seemed to be a bit pointless, yet I was still invested. I also wish I could have engaged with the characters more, but then I am comparing this to books such as The Secret History of Witches, The Familiars, The Wicked Deep, and Kingdom of the Wicked, which are some of my fave witchy fiction. This would be a four out of five for me. I will read you the book's blurb. Anna's aunt has always warned her of the dangers of magic. It's twists, it's knots, it's deadly consequences. Now Anna counts down the days to the ceremony that will bind her magic forever. Until she meets Effie and Attis. They open her eyes to a London she never knew existed. A shop that sells memories, a secret library where the librarian feeds off words, a club where revelers lose themselves in a haze of spells. But as she is swept deeper into this world, Anna begins to wonder if her aunt was right all along. Is her magic a gift or a curse? Join me after the break to talk all about Baba Yaga.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more.
1: Welcome back. So, firstly, the elephant in the room, I want to apologize for my absence. I feel like I've been away for a little while, but a lot has been changing in my world. I'm going through a relocation. It's also truly been a time of many little closures in my life. I'm going through some huge changes currently that will improve my life massively, like beyond compare, especially creatively and work wise. But it's taken me a little time to get there and a lot of hard work. I thought I could juggle all the balls, but I haven't. And the podcast has suffered, but I'm back on it. So I mentioned before how I'm embracing shadow work again. And some of that has led to some of these changes. I've also decided to close many doors in my life and just embrace the crone stage for this period of life. That's not a reflection of age as such, but I am sure you can recognize this liminal space in life when you are between one existence and another. That's life right now. I've been making a lot of sacrifices. I'm selling my home. I've decided to not date again for a very long time, perhaps as a result of being jaded about it and perhaps as a result of just recognising how much happier I am in my own little world without sharing it with anyone else and all the anxiety that comes with its trials and tribulations. And I appreciate that's not relationships, but that's been my experience as a... Such to date. So it clearly shows that I need to do some work on myself. I joked with a friend on Patreon when we all talked about our dating lives. I mean, we don't just talk about witchy stuff all the time. Saying, I think I'm ready to trade it in for the witch cottage deep in the forest, which of course sprung to mind Baba Yaga, the crone who very much represents the liminal, death, rebirth, dying, healing, and renewal. It seems funny to be in the heart of summer and be looking at such darker themes, but it feels so relevant. I feel like I've been planted in the soil and I don't know where I'm going, but I feel like there's this light at the end of the tunnel. And for once in my life, I'm enjoying the journey rather than resisting it and also being comfortable in being alone, not lonely, but alone Babiaga offers up that wise grandmother energy that can be strict and harsh, but is for our own good. I do love a dark goddess, and when I was researching for our dark divine feminine podcast episode for the Patreon, I read something about the dark goddesses that I needed a reminder on. These divine forces are hugely powerful, and their domains stretch much further than our human concerns. They aren't here to simply help you achieve some specific goal that you want. So to open up a relationship with a dark goddess requires a total reframe in perspective. And this can be incredibly humbling. I think I needed that heavy reminder of what you open yourself up to when you decide to work with goddesses overall, let alone dark goddesses, and it isn't just to have our wishes granted. Baba Yaga's other things are, of course, the dark forest, sage wisdom, advice that comes from living a long life. Energetically, as with many of the dark goddesses, she is most felt during the autumn on the way up to Mabon and Sawam. Babayaga is very much of the liminal. Dark and light are subjective descriptions of Babayaga. Light could be considered any belief, tradition, or in this case, goddess, that is associated with anything good, wholesome, or of value, such as motherhood, abundance, the half, medicine. Dark could be considered with anything of a more dangerous, less lovey-dovey nature, which could include fertility, death, war, revenge, She isn't good, yet not entirely evil either. Some believe that she is the devil's grandmother, which means she probably had children. Baba Yaga is a very controversial character and needs to be approached with caution. In most Slavic folklore, the Dark Goddess is portrayed as an antagonist. There are legends in which she kidnaps and threatens to eat children. There are also legends where she provides misleading information to strangers who were unfortunate enough to lose their way in the dark forest she lives in. However, some characters in other mythological folk stories have been known to seek her out for wisdom and the fact that she tells the whole truth to those who are brave enough to ask. She has been known to occasionally offer guidance to lost souls and help people with their quests although this is seen as rare. Seeking out her aid is usually portrayed as a dangerous act and an emphasis is placed on the need for proper preparation and purity of spirit, as well as basic good manners, which is why it is important to always leave an offering when asking Baba Yaga for help. On the website Tarot Pugs, the writer states of Baba Yaga, She's not quite of this world or the next, and is in between the worlds, a sense of something heavy but sweet in the air of forests and dark nights. The website Magic and Alchemy offers up the following description of Baba Yaga. As you wander through the woods of Russian folktales, you may come to a hut that belongs to the witch of great legend and lore, Baba Yaga. If you were to part the boughs of a great pine tree, pine needles underfoot, you might see the house that stands on chicken legs and the skulls at the gatepost, the skulls filled with soft candlelight. The house continually moves, spinning, and is often filled with her two sisters who are also named Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga comes to us from Slavic folklore. Her name translates loosely to old woman or grandmother, Baba and wicked or snake Yaga. Baba Yaga is a character of strangeness and duality. She is both a comforting, wise character and a frightening symbol at the same time. In her duality, Baba Yaga teaches us an important lesson. Identity is not zero-sum she either assists those that stumble across her path in the deep of the pine forest or attempts to eat them. She is a crone woman who rides the mortar through the forest, which she drives with a pestle and is often found riding alongside death as they search the forest for newly lost souls. Sometimes she is associated with bringing storms and strong tempests, and sometimes she is associated with the energy of Mother Earth. Her mercurial state infuses each story she steps or flies into. One of the most famous folk tales of Baba Yaga is Baba Yaga and Vasilisa the Beautiful. In this story, Vasilisa lives with her evil stepmother and stepsisters after her mother passes away. She keeps a doll from her mother in her pocket. The doll acts as a source of wisdom and intuition and often guides the girl through her daily chores. The stepmother and stepsisters frequently conspire against the beautiful Vasilisa. And so one day they send her away for fire. They know she'll have to go to the hut of Baba Yaga to ask for one of the skull lanterns at her gatepost. And they also know that Baba Yaga is famous for eating her visitors As one eats chickens. Baba Yaga forces Vasilisa through meaningless tasks such as separating grains of rice from wheat kernels and tells the girl she will not let her go until she does what the old witch says. The doll helps Vasilisa by calling upon the creatures of the woodland to help with the tasks. When Baba Yaga sees that the tasks have been completed She agrees to give the girl the skull lantern. When she returns, the skull causes a fire, burning the evil stepmother and stepsisters to ashes. As the story goes, Vasilisa ends up marrying the Tsar and all is well. If you come upon Baba Yaga in the woods, treat her with respect. Her witchcraft is that of legends as is her special variety of magic. In Old Russian, Baba means midwife, sorceress and fortune teller. In modern Russian, the word is derived from babushka, which means grandmother, as does the word babsia in Polish. Baba Yaga is seen as the crone witch or the dark goddess archetype. She lives between our world and the underworld, the spirit realm. She lives within the deep forest, within a magical house, of course, set on chicken legs and feet, which can walk and spin through the forest. Often Baba Yaga's house turns around as if to imitate the spinning of the earth. And by speaking a special incantation, the house will come to a stop in one place. The house does not reveal the door until it is told the magical phrase, Turn your back to the forest, your front to me. It's said that her home cannot be seen by our physical eyes. The myth of Baba Yaga and her ability to straddle both this world and the other world, of course, align her with the Fae. So Baba Yaga is also associated with the bathhouse, which in Russia resembles a sauna In some tales, she asks the heroine to stoke the fire in the bathhouse, sometimes with bones for fuel rather than firewood, to bathe her children, her children being frogs, reptiles and other vermin, or to steam Baba Yaga herself. Many of the tales mention Baba Yaga's stove. Now, the stove is also associated with the womb, the English expression one in the oven or bun in the oven also connects baking with the rising belly of a pregnant woman. Joanna Hubbs writes that the stove is moreover a repository of dead souls, the ancestors. Even more than an ordinary peasant stove, Baba Yaga's is a conduit from death to rebirth. So currently Rachel and I are working on our second book for the Hedge Witches Library, all about the hedge witch's half, and of course Baba Yaga is included within this book. She does, of course, bring up the memories of the kitchen half and home, and perhaps grandmothers that we have such fond memories of. Baba Yaga's age is unknown, but what is known is that she possesses knowledge to turn herself from old to young in the blink of an eye through drinking a special blend of tea made of blue roses. She uses this ability to misguide and deceive strangers. Baba Yaga is also rumoured to have only one leg, which explains her relation to the snake. The description of Baba Yaga is more commonly a social view of old women set in their ways and often shunned by younger generations, value beauty and youth over age and experience although their wisdom stands true against tests of time while she is known to roam the skies in her mortar and pestle wreaking havoc babayaga also exists within her duality she may provide a newcomer with an answer they are seeking or she may cook them on her stove She represents a potent duality between life and death, destruction and renewal, male and female. Like the mushroom, sometimes nourishing and delicious, but also sometimes poisonous, Baba Yaga is an ambiguous presence in the forest. So when Baba Yaga goes out, she often rides in a mortar, rowing or punting herself along with a pestle, perhaps sweeping her tracks away after her with a broom. Her power lets her travel by means of these everyday housekeeping implements. Much as Western Europeans believe that witches rode on flying brooms, she's said to be announced by the howling of the wind and the creaking of the trees, cackling at the moon while using her broom made out of silver birch to sweep away any trace of her presence behind her. Her mortar and pestle may themselves be magic objects like the fairy tale flying carpets and invisibility hats, but she never gives or even loans them to other characters. For many centuries, the mortar and pestle were crucial parts of a woman's tool set, used to prepare herbs for cooking or medicine or to break grain for porridge or baking. So one article I read had a passage from Natalia Clark, who wrote the book Pagan Portals Baba Yaga Slavic Earth Goddess read as follows. She doesn't feel like a grandmother or an old crone with terrifying features. She's a master shapeshifter and her essence is that of nature itself. She's the changing seasons, the leaves in the forest in the autumn and a smell of the coming snowstorm. She's footsteps on the ice and a cold mountain brook. She is like the wind as she flies and in the whooshing sounds of a breeze, she's gone. She's the smoke in the dark and she can be found in animal bones. She's in the smallest insect and the highest tree, the snake hiding in the undergrowth elusive, unobtrusive, hardly ever visible and fiercely private. Her dwelling is her own and on her terms where everything is just so. It is for no one else to make sense of. This is an excerpt from Women Who Run With The Wolves by Clarissa Pinkola Estes in regards to Baba Yaga. Not so long ago, women were deeply involved in the rhythms of life and death. They inhaled the pungent odour of iron from the fresh blood of childbirth. They washed the cooling bodies of the dead as well. The psyches of modern women, especially those from industrial and technological cultures, are often deprived of these close-up and hands-on blessed and basic experiences there is a way for the novice to fully participate in the sensitive aspects of the life and death cycles Baba Yaga the wild mother is the teacher whom we can consult in these matters she instructs the ordering of the house of the soul she imbues an alternate order to the ego one where magic can happen joy can be done appetite is intact Things are accomplished with gusto. Baba Yaga is the model for being true to the self. She teaches both death and renewal. Goddess of nature, she owns sun and moon. She is death in the service of life. What needs to die in order for my creativity and my soul to live? So a book that I'm really excited to buy when it comes out is called Baba Yaga's Book of Witchcraft. Slavic Magic from the Witch of the Woods, and it's written by Madame Pamita. I found a wonderful interview she did that gave some other insight into Baba Yaga that helps us understand who she is. Baba Yaga is a pan-Slavic witch. Ethologists and folk ethnographers have discovered the idea of a forest woman or forest grandmother goes back to very, very ancient times when animism was the practice. Even before the pantheon of Slavic gods, we find these spirits and ideas of working with spirit. It's a very animistic culture, which means that the water has a spirit, the earth has a spirit, the sky has a spirit. The moon has a spirit. Everything has a spirit. Because the forest mother was wild and unpredictable, Christianity vilified her and made her to be this scary thing. We see this pan-culturally. When hierarchical religions come in, they demonize the spirits and deities of the old religion, or they turn them into saints. A great example of that is the goddess Brigid, who turned into a saint so that she could be co-opted into Catholicism. Sometimes when working with spirits, they can be kind of unpredictable. They're not always universally benevolent, but they're not demons. They're like nature. What is nature? Nature can be so beautiful, so enriching to our lives, but nature needs to be respected and can be dangerous. If you go out in the cold without proper gear, you could freeze or fall off of a cliff. All kinds of things can happen in nature. The forest was an area that you needed to be protected in. You would make offerings to the spirits of the forest before you would go in and work there. Baba Yaga had a million names in different regions and she has different names as the spirit of the forest. Baba Yaga is a tough taskmaster. She will give you what seems like impossible tasks, not to frustrate you, not to thwart you, but to challenge you because she knows you can do it. Working with spirits, you sort of have to have their agreement to work with them. They will often call you to work with them. Really the best sign is when they call you to work with them and you're like, okay, I guess I'm going to work with you, right? Here we go. You get an inner call. You'll see images. You'll get synchronicities that tell you. We can embody her. She's like the ultimate do not give a fuck woman. She doesn't give a fuck. She would do whatever she wants. She's proud of her wrinkles. She doesn't care if you don't think she's ugly. I love the freedom that her energy gives. There aren't a lot of crone role models out there in society. That is so true. Baba Yaga is fearless. She's a super positive, powerful role model. She'll do whatever she has to do and will get it done and doesn't care what you think. Instead of seeing older women depleted, washed up, shriveled up, we can see them as badass. I hate when I say that. It sounds so cringe. One important thing Madam Pamita also added, which is something I feel you might all be thinking at this point is the following. One of the things people sometimes ask me is, is this a closed practice? In my opinion, as a person that's a spokesperson for this, this is not a closed practice. If this is something you want to experience, you feel called to it, Come and participate in it. Everyone is welcome. So, Madam Pamita is a Ukrainian diaspora witch. So, ways to work with the energy of Baba Yaga. When we encounter Baba Yaga in a dream or vision, we are experiencing an encounter with our shadow self. Baba Yaga asks, of what are you afraid? What boundaries have been transgressed? Where are we acting meekly when we desire to be heard? An encounter with Baba Yaga is an encounter with death and rebirth. It is a call to explore our authentic selves unfettered by conditioned ways of being. When we invoke Baba Yaga, we are walking the path into the depths of the forest, where we may encounter aspects of ourselves that we do not initially like. It is a chance to connect with the untamed, wild nature of our being, to be unconcerned with outward appearances, to let our facades crumble. Baba Yaga reminds us that appearances can be deceiving. She is impolite, unkempt and uninterested in the opinions of others. Her power resides outside of material conditions and she reminds us that so too does ours. So some things that you might want to consider or journal on in regards to Baba Yaga and yourself. What does wildness mean to you? What aspects of yourself are you hiding? What are you afraid to say? What part of yourself has been killed off in order for you to conform to societal norms? Where do you need more Baba Yaga energy? What have you been taught about beauty which is disempowering to you? Another way to work with Baba Yaga, follow your own intuition The doll in the tale of Vasilisa and Baba Yaga is said to represent intuition and initiation. The doll helps Vasilisa navigate her time with the witch, Baba Yaga. This story can teach us to listen to our inherent wisdom as we develop our magical practice. Connect with your crone. Baba Yaga in her age and wisdom teaches us to connect to our inner crone so you might want to do automatic writing perhaps around the archetype of the crone, meditate on your own inner crone and think about how to work with the crone in your own life. Delving into our inner shadows, the psyche and the underworld are some of the best ways to work with Baba Yaga Spiritual and emotional undertakings such as shadow work and underworld journeying, akin to that you might see working with other dark goddesses such as Hecate or Persephone. Unlike Hecate and Persephone, Baba Yaga doesn't reside in the underworld, but she also doesn't reside in this realm either. Embrace contradictions. Baba Yaga is a witch filled with contradictions. How can you embrace your own contradictions? How can you learn to allow yourself to be a being of duality, perhaps both wise and caring, but also a tempest in your own right? Some other ways you can connect with her are through healing with herbs and teas Wildcrafting and witchcraft, especially around hexes and curses or breaking hexes and curses. Working with Baba Yaga seems to take determination, self-awareness and a bit of grit. You might opt to meet with Baba Yaga through journeying or meditations, simply separating from self and shifting your mindset or frame of mind. You might opt to do this within the forest itself, the perfect setting to perhaps witness yourself her home on chicken legs. Perhaps meet with her and as she is such a wise sage you might have questions that she can help shed some light upon. Answers that the true wise crone who has ample life experience can offer up answers to that would likely be very different to how you view things some food for fall. the dark goddess can be found in between of the two worlds and the only way of visiting or contacting her is through meditation or journeying and perhaps tarot cards by separating oneself from your surroundings you may seek out baba yaga and ask her a question however just like in the story of vasilisa perhaps it is wise to stick to one question at a time Perhaps set the scene before you meditate or journey by burning some woody scents such as cedar, pine or sandalwood. Also, you may want to use a protection charm or amulet or protective crystals such as obsidian, black tourmaline, smoky quartz or jet. After all, you are entering a space between the physical and spirit world. So contacting Baba Yaga through tarot cards. So begin each tarot reading with an authoring on your altar to Baba Yaga. Guidance and wisdom shared by Baba Yaga are interpreted with the help of the cards. Shuffle your cards and pick two cards These two cards are the answer to what kind of healing you need at this time and how can you begin to take steps to heal yourself. This time, pick only one card. These are the words of advice, wisdom or guidance you need to hear at this time. Pick another card. This is what you need to let go of in order to start the transformation you need. Next, Pick two cards again. They are your fears that you need to release and how you can do it. Pick your final card. This is a final message from Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga is perfect to work with as a hedge witch. She can help you with wild crafting, so foraging for plants and herbs to use, but perhaps also animal bones that you might find also. She can provide straightforward advice and guidance, but also assistance with using nature to heal physical ailments in the form of tinctures and tonics and so on. So through herbalism, babiaga is great to work with if you work with folk magic items that you've found in nature, especially the woods, You might ask Baba Yaga to assist you in your craft and help you improve your skills and knowledge with herbs and healing through their use. She's said to be great to go to for healing herbalism related to easing discomfort and for minor ailments such as stomach upsets, minor colds, seasonal allergies, rashes, hives and headaches. Ask Baba Yaga for the right herb to help you within a tonic or spell. She can guide you, but be sure to look up the herb for safety's sake and also to check any potential side effects. Working with Baba Yaga, some witches use herbs such as from the nightshade family. Some of these in small doses can be fine if you know what you're doing. Of course, use extreme caution and research. I'm not by any means encouraging you to do this, but this is something that some witches do do. It's said that you must provide offerings to Baba Yaga every time you consult her for advice or guidance or you connect or work with her. If you are Russian, Ukrainian, Polish or speak any other Slovakian language, it's nice to say thank you to her in these languages or perhaps learn the words if you can. It makes me think I should perhaps learn some Greek or Irish to speak thanks to Hecate or the Morrigan as a form of respect. You might leave at your altar as a form of respect for Baba Yaga tobacco or cigarettes, vodka, food such as kovbasa, borscht, patichki, vareniki, bread, potato, pancakes. Decorations could be wheat, traditional embroidery, or roshniki, which is traditional embroidered towels and rugs. Matroshka, which are the nesting dolls, pizanki are decorated Ukrainian eggs, skull decorations, bones, which are, of course, ethically gathered or sourced, images or statues of Baba Yaga and/or her house. So you can make offerings to her right after a meditation or a journey. But if you are asking for healing and you aren't well enough to make these offerings right away, it can be done as soon as you're physically able to. So I will add in the show notes a wonderful spell, also from the website Tarot Pugs, that helps you to invoke and connect with Baba Yaga. Some of the information I found is Baba Yaga is said to be linked to the astrological sign Scorpio. The colours red, white and black. Crystals such as garnet, bloodstone, tourmaline, and smoky quartz. Other names she is said to go by are Baba, Boba, Baba Den, and Jazzy Baba. So I found a quote from the book The Once and Future Witches that me and the Literary Witches Coven over on my Patreon are currently reading. So the book is The Once and Future Witches, Alex E. Harrow. Old women are supposed to be doting and addled, absent-minded grandmothers who spoil their sons and keep soup bubbling on the stovetop. But the crone is none of those things. She's the canny one, the knowing one, the two wise witch who knows the words to every curse and the ingredients for every poison. She is Baba Yaga and Black Anna. She is the wicked fairy who hands out curses rather than christening gifts. And I like that. And I also have a poem for you. Baba Yaga, wild woman, crone. Grandmother of the dancing hut. Witch of the untamed wood. Oracle of the darksome moon. Lend me your harsh wisdom. Devour my childish fear. Grind away that which does not serve me that I may fly anew, atop the clouds in your mortar, your pestle my oar and sword. And that's by Gauder Craft. I think that's correct. Thank you so much for joining me today. That is all I have on Bubba Yaga. If you like this content, if you'd like some more, you may want to sign up to the White Witch Coven, my Patreon. I'll put some details in the show notes. I will catch up with you all soon, witches. Have a great week. Lots and lots of witchy love.